the world will change. Drexel University is designed to change with it. By combining academic rigor with a transformative cooperative education program, Drexel is preparing visionary leaders equipped to address the challenges of the future. Learn more at drexel.edu slash ambition can't wait. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Cocoa Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Cocoa Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about self-expression, communication, and getting the word out. So jump on, see where it goes. Oh, and have a good time. Welcome, 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 and Happy New Year to you all. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, the Cocoa Express, coming to you live from Wilmington, Delaware. Today on our show, we're going to discuss New Year's resolutions with our resident uh, relationship expert, Mary Pendergreen. Now, before we even begin to um, go into this whole New Year's resolution situation, um, a little bit of history. I know you hear the music in the background, but... A little bit of history about the uh, the whole concept of making a New Year's resolution dates back to the 18th century. And, um, you know, we're trying to understand why we do the things that we do so we can have a better, uh, under, you know, better way to figure out why we either need to continue doing them or just stop doing them totally. Okay. The tradition of uh, New Year's resolution Let's see, it goes back to the 18, really 1886. Um, in some of my research, I even found that uh, Julius Caesar had um, started the whole tradition. And we know that back then, at that particular age and time, anything that was done in regards to Caesar was to glorify and to glorify him and to make him feel even bigger than he really was. So, therefore... Um, I'm not, you know, not even going to try to just go and give you all this history lesson. We're just going to go into the actual um, whole notion of what is a New Year's resolution, why do we do them, why do they fail, tips on how we can get through our resolution successfully. And, and um, Mary Pendergreen, she's really going to she's gonna walk us through different ways that we can create um, a handbook for a, a successful accomplishment of our New Year's resolution going forward, not even for this year, but for years coming up. Uh, Hold a moment, please, while I um, get Mary Pendergreen on the line. Hello, Mary Pendergreen. Thank you and welcome and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Okay. How are you doing? Fantastic. I'm truly excited to be here as always. Well, we are so glad to have you bringing in the new year with us. Um, we're going to have a lot of interesting shows coming up, and we know that you're going to be a part of this whole new program, so we're really glad to have you. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to begin with um, what, you know, what is, what really is a New Year's resolution? Well, basically, uh, people decide during the course of the year that they're going to reflect back at the end on how things went, and usually the resolution is about hoping for a better year because usually we think about what we didn't do, and so the goal most of the time is to 
move forward in the new year thinking that, okay, now it's a new year, I'm going to start from scratch, and I'm going to do everything that I didn't do the year before. So some of the basic um, resolutions, it's most of the time it's about being better than I was. One of the major ones, probably 66% of the adult population, would usually say something about their weight as a part of uh, New Year's goal. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to tame the bulge. The other thing that's usually pretty common, too, is that people will say, I'm going to get in better shape. Most people are really conscious about their health, and they're thinking about the fact that uh, having a better a fitness level increases the young longevity as well as helps to maintain weight and cut down on certain kinds of cancers. So people are really conscious about, well, gee, I'm going to try and get in shape. The other things that are pretty common ones also are I'm going to quit smoking, I'm going to spend more time with my friends and family, I'm going to enjoy my life more, um, I'm going to quit drinking, I'm going to get out of debt, I'm going to learn something new, I'm going to help others, I'm going to get organized. All of those things are basically about increasing the quality of life. Okay. That's funny that you were mentioning, you know, everyone uh, makes a New Year's resolution to get into shape. Um, As I was um, doing a lot of traveling over the past few days, um, we found ourselves in New York, and we were driving along the uh, FDR, and we noticed that um, everybody, everybody was out running, running. We saw more people out running. Even though the weather was pretty decent, we saw a whole bunch of people out running, and some of them looked like they hadn't run in a long time. (laughs) And uh, it was really funny. And then we went by the gym. The gyms were packed. And we were, you know, and I'm saying to myself, I wonder how long this is going to last. Because, um, you know, we do this with the, I mean, we have good intentions, I believe, when we start out. But somewhere along the line, they they kind of like wane. And why do they fail? Can you explain why some of these news resolutions fail? Well, the most important one is that for the most part, we have unrealistic expectations. We're going we're gonna to do it all, all at once. And also, we're going to only do it when the new year starts. So that means that we have unrealistic expectations and unrealistic time frames in terms of when we're going to do it. And so that dooms us to fail. So the most important tip to succeeding is to be able to be realistic, have goals that are reasonable and attainable, and also... An example might be that if indeed you decide that I am going to stop eating altogether for until I lose all my weight, of course we know that's ridiculous, that sometimes we do get so frustrated that we go to extreme measures, but that's, that's up to fail. It's important to recognize, too, that for most of us, we can't do it by ourselves, that we need help. And success tends to come from groups of other people that have the same goal. For instance, 
instance, if indeed your goal is to lose weight, it might be important to look at a place like uh, Weight Watchers. That's if you don't have that much of a real serious issue. But it depends always on how tired of are you of what it is that you're doing that you continue to do again and again. So for people who don't have that much of a problem, you might say, oh, I'm going to do Weight Watchers and I'm going to try and lose 5, 10 pounds. But if you have a serious weight issue in terms of it's out of control so that it's preventing you from being your best self, then it might be important to look at more serious ways of addressing um, weight issues that go beyond just a simple diet. A place like Overeaters Anonymous uh, might be someplace where you're actually involved with other people who have found that eating has stood in the way of their being their best selves. And it's be well beyond just a diet. It's a way of life. It's a 12-step program. And it's surely available um, by Google. Uh, so if indeed you're really serious about it, you've had enough, you really want to make a difference this time out, you might want to look at Overeaters Anonymous. And there is another program that's for people who've really had enough. It's called Gracie is Anonymous, and it's considered the last house on the block. When you've tried every diet and it doesn't work, then that might be something that you want to look at up, and it's called Grace Sheeters Anonymous. Okay. Okay. Um, with with that in mind, uh, uh, for most people, when they go into the new years, as you said, as you as you stated, you basically they get to a point where they want to live better, or do more, or be better, and um. What tips do you really have for those who want to make a successful New Year's resolution that they are capable and able to maintain, not only throughout the year, but to continue this type of resolution going forward, maybe hopefully for the rest of your lives? Well, basically what you're talking about is the idea of having a plan, outlining a plan for yourself and having a backup. For most of us, we're going to be gung-ho for the first couple of days. You know, most of us, we're going to be doing well today, tomorrow, and the next day. It's as time goes on that we start uh, falling off the wagon. And so the first thing is to be able to recognize that most of us can't do it alone, so we need to talk about it to somebody else. Don't keep your new goal a secret. Tell a friend or, or uh, enroll where there are other people that are struggling with your issues. For example, if you're wanting to stop smoking, there are many stop smoking uh, groups and smoke cessation programs that are free. So you wouldn't want to do it, uh, you know, keeping it a secret, not telling anybody. So you might want to tell a friend. And sometimes you might want to do it with somebody else. But don't let other people's uh, readiness to do a life change that's needed for you stand in the way of your doing it. So it's always best to reach out to other people who have committed to doing this. And for most of us, nowadays, there are places that you can go, and many of them are for free. 
where you can get the help that you need. But most of all, not trying to do it by yourself. The next thing that's really important to success is the idea of tracking your progress. Don't just say, oh, I'm going to wait until I've reached my goal, whatever that happens to be, before I make any acknowledgement of it. It's going to be small steps, small little steps towards your goal. And once you're able to focus on small steps, it'll help you to stay with it longer. For instance, if you're interested in learning to work out more, let's say by jogging, you wouldn't want to say, okay, well, I'm going to prepare for a marathon. You might want to have a goal that's simple, like I'm going to jog at least once or twice a week. So in essence, you're able to look back and acknowledge small steps, and it will help you to move towards the larger goals. But a part of what makes us not succeed usually is because the goal is too big, that you might have a, a large goal wherein you need to break it into smaller goals so that you can build on the success that you have on a daily basis, and surely at the very least a weekly basis. Okay, so and it was it's funny because um, a couple of years back, I believe it was in 2004, I had decided that I wanted to run a marathon, and having had little marathon training or experience, I kind of made up my mind that's what I was going to do, and I did share my thoughts and my goals with um, a lot of people, and they all looked at me like I was completely insane. However, I did pay them any attention, and come November, I ran the New York City Marathon, completed it and finished it. So, yes, That's I did great. track. That's thank, wonderful. Thank you. I did track my progress. Um, I did share. I joined a group of people. I did all the things that you mentioned. I joined a group of people who had the same goal in mind, and together we were able to assist each other with um, completing our goals. I may not have been the best of the best. However, I did enter, complete, and finish what I had on my list as far as a, a goal or a resolution or a New Year's wish for myself. And you're absolutely right. We should, um, you know, get with like-minded people and discuss our goals because I find that when you discuss it, you you have like a cheering section, and we all need like a cheering section sometimes to keep us motivated. And those people that I did discuss my goals, they always asked, you know, how are you doing, how's it going, um, where are you now in your progress, and so on and so forth. And I was able, being that I had to track my progress, I was able to sit back and have discussion. And I felt better because when you talked about it to other people, you're able to say, well, you know what, I did do a little bit better than I thought. I thought I wasn't doing so great, but last week I could only run for 15 minutes, and this week I'm up to 35 minutes. So those are wonderful um, aids in keeping you on point with your goal. I really, you know, I agree with the statements that you're making and everything. However, what about the people, you know, who... um lose lose uh, heart somewhere in the middle. How do you get them to, to fall back onto plan and keep their goal and um, objective clear? What are uh, what are different tools and tips that they could use? Well, 
Well, the first is to be able to reward yourself along the way. Now, we have to be careful when we're talking about reward because we don't want to do something that's going to undermine the resolution. For instance, if indeed you're dieting, you don't want to say, I'm going to reward myself with some ice cream because, in essence, that will undermine the resolution. But you might want to say something like, uh, if I'm able to stick with my, um, my plan, I am going to take myself out to a movie or I am going to um, do something to, like, get a massage or get my feet done as a way of rewarding myself for the goal that I've set for me. So you're always keeping in mind that the reward is not something that's going to undermine your goal. And then the other thing is to be able to try to stick with it. Have a plan knowing that Anytime you're going to try and run the marathon or you're going to try and exercise a certain amount of, of uh, days a week or you're going to try and have a healthier uh, eating plan, you're going to wake up one day and you're not going to feel like doing it. You need a plan, a backup plan, so that in essence when you don't feel like doing it, you have a strategy. For instance, if indeed your goal is to work out regularly and you wake up and you don't feel like doing it, you have a strategy so that you're going to call somebody. I'm going to call my friend when I don't feel like doing it today. Or when I feel like eating something that I shouldn't have, I'm going to call my friend. Or if I feel like spending something that I don't have, I'm going to reach out to somebody. So in essence, so that you're not on your own and that you have a strategy knowing that this is something that you're going to have to fight against at some point in the midst of your day. The other thing, too, is the idea that when you, when you run out of steam and it's mid-February, it's important not to despair that the realization is that there is no reason why you can't make a new resolution, that you're going to do your best right now, and if you don't, if you do fall down and don't get to where you want to go, it's important not to wait until next January 1st before you make a new resolution. You can have a commitment that no matter how often you need to, you can make a new resolution because the goal is to stick with it rather than to have lofty plans that fall apart because most plans are not going to last forever. You're going to have to have a backup and a backup to a backup because, in essence, the goal is to be able to not just make the the, the resolution, because that's the easier part. The biggest part is to be able to stick with it, to show up when the challenges are there. Okay. So, so far, um, you've told us not to do it alone, to track our progress, get a support system, and modify as we go along. 
Absolutely. Okay, great. Now, if let's say, for instance, okay, you talk about mid-February, um, what what would you do, or how do you uh, how do you get yourself to a point where uh, if you wake up, like you said, you wake up and you feel like you don't want to work out or something like that. Can you have, like, um, alternate game plans, so to speak? Um, Like, for instance, when you're creating your resolution, and we've only been one day into um, dealing with most of our resolutions so far, and we still have time to change and modify and reconstruct them. When you're doing your resolutions, would you recommend that you have, like, um, multiple resolutions for one resolution, so to speak? Let's just say, for instance, I decided that, I was going to um, volunteer more of my time to to those that you know those in need. Now that's a broad statement, and um, that's my resolution. But my sub, I guess you could say my subtitles to that particular resolution would be to choose an organization or a charity that I feel that I would be able to um, properly um, devote my time to, and then another sub resolution to that resolution is a lot how much time that I could realistically towards donating of this particular time slot or whatever it is I want to call it. And then the sub uh, resolution to that resolution would be exactly what is it that I have to offer this particular organization. So that way I'm not just making a broad statement and I don't really have any backup or clarification for it. I'm making a broad statement and I'm also putting like like subtitles or subheadings to it so that when I go towards my goal, I'll have the different steps that I'm going to take to get to it as opposed to just not doing it. So on the days that I, um, let's say I wake up and say, you know, I said that I was going to volunteer. What have I done so far? So when I look at my little game plan, I can say, okay, did I choose the organization? And if I've chosen the organization, um, okay, how much time or what days of the week did I may, am I able to do this? Did I figure out that part of it? So this way, it's not just January 1st, I'm gung-ho. It's January 1st, the planning process, January 2nd, the planning process. And it stretches it out so that you're spending the whole year doing something that you have decided you want to do as opposed to just rushing into it and by the time you get to February it's 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 stale. It's- Absolutely. The what you're really saying is that it's important to modify on a regular basis. It's not as though you just come up with some massive plan. It's like any change that you want to make has different parts to it and it becomes a part of who you are. Your comment makes me realize that what you're really talking about is the need to create for your yourself a handbook for a healthier life. And so you're talking about volunteering as a part of it. That's one aspect of having a fuller, healthier life because all of the resolutions are really about I want to be the best me that I can be. I want to be able to be healthy. I want to be able to be happy. I want to be able to be at peace. All of those things is what I consider to be a part of creating your own handbook for a successful life and 
being that it's a new decade, uh, my thought would be that's the handbook for a healthy new decade. And it starts with being able to look at things that you can control. The first key to being able to be your best self is to be able to control things that you can control. Sometimes we're out trying to make an impact on the world, and we are not controlling ourselves and looking at being our best self. And sometimes it's as simple as looking at my own health. How am I doing in terms of being my best self? Because you can focus on let me go out and help the world, but if we're not taking care of ourselves, we can't do those other things. And so it could be something as simple as let me have a good eating plan. Let me drink plenty of water. Let me spend time thinking about my own mental health. Let me spend some time meditating. Let me think about how I can be my best self today. The idea of I want to think about reading, meditating, sleeping, physical exercise. All of those things are about being able to be my best self. And then the other part becomes, let me accept who I am and where I am at this point. It's important to be able to not compare myself to other people and what it is that they are able to do or not, because a part of what keeps us from moving along our journey to be our best it's when we're looking at what other people are doing or not doing and being angry or resentful about what other people are doing or not doing. So the idea that when you're thinking about wanting to volunteer for argument's sake, it's important to be able to establish limits so that in essence you're not just going to say to an organization, I'll do any, you know, Tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. What you're wanting to say is to be clear about what you're wanting to do, have limits as to how much it is that you can do so that you'll be able to show up and do the things that you say that you are going to do. Setting limits is extremely urgent because, in essence, Let's say that we want to um, control what we eat. We want to be able to set a limit that says, I will never eat alone, as in um, eating between meals in a way that is not healthy. Or I'm never going to drink alone. I'm not going to go and buy a bottle of wine or go out to drink by myself. So in essence, you're not saying I'm never going to drink again. You're not saying I'm never going to eat things that I shouldn't have again, but you're going to set some limits so that if indeed I'm going to eat, I'm not going to eat by myself. If I'm going to drink, I'm not going to drink alone. And I'm and with guarding my credit card, for instance, I will ne I will commit never to buy myself in a reward. On credit. So in essence, you're thinking about, these are things that are important to me, and I'm going to set limits on them. 
so that maybe I won't do them all at once, but I, if I have some limits, there are certain things that I won't do. That allows me to be able to be better at becoming my best self. Okay. That's that's very interesting, and that, that's really good to know because oftentimes I believe that we do set these really high expectations for ourselves, and when we realize or we see that we're not able to live up to the expectations that we set for ourselves, we have a tendency of becoming depressed and withdrawn, and we back out of the goals that we set for ourselves just because we set them so high. Absolutely, and the other thing is that we feel bad. Gee, I'm so disappointed. I I may as well not set any goals for myself because I wasn't able to meet them. And that leads to another issue that um, resolutions are about. It's about dreaming. It's about dreaming for the new year, dreaming for the new decade. And all of us had dreams at some point, and someplace along the line, sometimes we let those dreams go. So a part of a resolution is about relocating where your dreams are. They never go away. They hide in a smaller place. And so a part of a resolution is the idea of dreaming, dreaming about my best self, dreaming about my best life. And in order to be it, you must dream it. And Otherwise, if we don't allow ourselves to dream, it denies us our ability to be our best selves. Okay. Uh, let's see if we have any callers on the line. Uh, maybe they have something they'd like to share or add. Hold a moment, please. Hello. To the Coco Express, do you have anything you would like to share with our uh, guests? Hello, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New oh, Year. Happy Hi. New Year. I don't have anything to share. I've just been listening to the resolutions and the steps and to take to have a successful resolution throughout the whole year. But I personally feel that every day is a resolution, not just January 1st. So every day you could set a goal to do something and follow through and give yourself a time frame and have support, you know, support from friends, families, and even groups. So I, in past years I have set resolutions, and they fail like within a month or so. So I don't even pressure myself with January 1st being um, the resolution time. It's like when I feel whatever month that I want to set that goal, I just pace myself and give myself like six months. It, I, have, I haven't been successful, I must say, because I'm, I'm a smoker, and I have set a goal like every year to say I'm not going to smoke, I'm not going to smoke, and something stems for me to go back to smoking. And I have support groups as well, as well as other friends and the smoking cessation um, groups. And it just hasn't been successful thus far. But I am going to set another goal, and not just on January 1st. And I'm not trying to be negative about it. It's just that I guess within ourselves we just have to be more diligent in in, um, 
more powerful in our own self-esteem to say that we're not going to do things. That's my take on the um, subject. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Are you aware that for most people it takes them at least four very serious tries before they're able to stop smoking? It's one of the most difficult things to do, and most people don't stop when they first try. And so the goal really is to keep at it. So it sounds as though you're on a good path, not beating up on yourself and recognizing that it's about keep at it, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep at it again this year. <laughs> so, But thanks for all your tips. I'm definitely going to take it into consideration and try again. That's well, one of the things that, you said that is really very exciting, and that is that it's not about this year, but it's about every new day gives you a new opportunity to try again. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Same to you. Hold on. I think we have another caller. Hold on, please. Thank you for writing the Cocoa Express. Do you have a question for our guest? Hold on, please. Wait one second, please. Hold on. Okay. Hello? One second. We Okay, go ahead, please. Okay, um, my question is, if you don't have that support system, where do you go from there with your New Year's resolution? Well, let's hear what the resolution is because I'm convinced that no matter what it is, there is a support system that's available. Um, basically, we're working out, you know, I I'm, I go to um, school in North Carolina and I run, and we don't really have any support with the coaches, so where can I get that support system from? And if I don't have it, how can I complete my New Year's resolution without them? Okay. Uh, do you have anybody that you run with? Are there no. other team members that are in need of support? No. It's basically just me on my own. Just you on your own. Oh, okay. So one of the things that I am clear about that is online, there are other people that run. And you may not physically be in the same place as them, but if indeed you connect to an online group where people run, there are lots and lots of other people that run, and they run pretty independently. And so creating somebody that you may not know as a buddy for you, online is a possibility. Okay. Hello. 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 Yeah. You, you have any other questions? No, that's all. But thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you so much. You still had a coach. Uh, Alex? Yes. You said that you have a coach? Yes, I have a coach, but um, he doesn't really give that much support. It's, you know, just go do it on your own. He doesn't really help us. And who is us? Our track team, but um, everybody else is just so focused on doing their own thing. They don't want to help anybody else. I see. Oh, okay. So in, that, in essence, in a lot of ways, you're on your own. 
But I am sure that in North Carolina where you are, there might be people outside of your school physically that you could get uh, connections with, whether it's on a track or outside in the park. There are lots and lots of ways of connecting with people without necessarily being on the same team as they. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you create a pattern of going to a certain place to work out, you start seeing other people that are there that are consistently there as well, and that, too, is another way of being able to have support. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So um, basically what we're seeing and what I'm finding is that, you know, there are lots of people who really want to, to move forward and do better and be better and have more options and opportunities for themselves. It's just a matter of finding the right fit and the right group of people to be around to help you maintain and uphold your goals, be it personal, professional, whatever the case. Absolutely. I think the other thing that is extremely important is making peace with yourself in terms of being able to spend some time um, outlining what your goals are daily by meditating. Some people pray. Mm -hmm. And spend some quiet time with yourself. The other way of getting support is writing down things, journaling about it, so that in essence you become your own support. By writing things down, you can look at and track your way of um, getting to your goal, and that too becomes sort of a way of supporting you over time even when you're not sharing it out loud with somebody else. Okay. This is really good because so far, and I'm just going to keep reiterating the different steps that you've given us so that people will know and they will have them. And you don't do it alone. Track your progress. Find a support system. Modify as you go. Take care of yourself and establish limits. Those are the six steps that you've given us so far. And those are very those are very valuable steps and very important steps towards the, the a successful um, completion of your resolution, be it a day to day resolution or year to year, month to month, whatever the time frame that you've set for your resolution is. I think these are some really excellent steps to, to follow. And of course, being a therapist, I cannot. Um end our work together today without making an acknowledgement that sometimes you need help beyond friends and family. And so most of the time when it's New Year's and we're making resolutions, it's really often about life-threatening things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so in essence, when you can't do it alone, and you can't get yourself motivated, and you can't seem to get unstuck, that might be a time to reach out to a therapist because a therapist is really a coach. It's a coach that helps you to be your best self, and it's a coach that you connect with on a weekly, biweekly monthly basis depending on the kind of therapy you're in 
And that person is there to help you to develop your goals and to check on them regularly. When you walk into the therapist's office, you're talking about what your goals are for yourself, and next week or next two weeks or a month from now when you go back to the therapist, that therapist is going to remind you about what you said your goals are for yourself and help you when you're feeling down about not reaching them or frustrated or wanting to give it up. And so in essence, it's really your cheering squad. Mm-hmm. Okay, that so... helps to remind you that you committed to being your best self. Okay. So when we say um, number three is the support system. So the support system can be two part. The support system could be a group of people or friends or family members who are like your cheerleaders. However, if it's a more serious situation, more complex than any individual can assist you with, the recommendation is to seek out professional assistance as another type of cheerleader. Absolutely. And you know yourself whether or not you need help. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make any announcements. You don't have to take out an ad in the New York Times. That says, <laughs> Gee, I have problems with overspending, so I'm going to tell the world. You can, you know, work on those things privately with a therapist, and you don't have to let anybody know if that is something that concerns you. Mm-hmm. I've told many of my friends, I said, you know, when you go to a therapist, this person doesn't know your friends or the people you're talking about or anything. So the best bet is to get it all out of your system and don't hold back. Absolutely. No secrets from the therapist. And that's the only way you can help yourself be better if you completely just just relieve yourself of everything that's bothering you instead of holding parts of it in and being um, burdened with the same situation over and over after a long period of time. Absolutely. Yeah, so this is excellent. And, you know, it's really great that you are taking time to share your expertise with us on how to, you know, have better a better life and live better. And I can't thank you enough. So once again, we're going to go over the steps. And the first step is um, do not do it alone. Tell people. Let people know what your New Year's resolution and, uh, or goal is. Um, even if it's not a New Year's resolution, but what your resolutions, your your personal, professional, future goals are, then um, track your progress. Find a support system. The support system can consist of friends, family members, or associations, and or if it's a serious issue, you seek out professional support systems. Uh, modify as you go. So as you know, every day, Things change and nothing is going to remain the same on a day-to-day basis. So if you can't get up at 6 o'clock to do your workout because there's a snowstorm, you can modify by doing something on the inside. Uh, You can pop in a DVD or turn on the exercise channel or something like that. Uh, Take care of yourself, and that means giving yourself time to meditate, reflect, quiet time, personal time, whatever it is you need to do, bubble bath, manicure, pedicure, Whatever those things are to do that make you feel good about yourself. Um, it's uh, let's see. 
establish limits. That's something that I think that we really don't do. We don't establish limits for ourselves, and this is excellent. And I think um, with all that in mind, we should be able to um, have a successful um, goal accomplishment. We're not going to call it a resolution. We're going to call it a goal accomplishment for ourselves. And Mary, I would like to thank you so much for your, your time and your expertise on this issue. And once again, we look forward to having you come back um, next month. That'll be great. I want to leave you with um, a thought that that is that no matter how good or bad a situation is, it will change. And no matter how you feel, get up, dress up, show up. And okay. best is yet to come. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's our show for today on the Coco Express. I'm your host, Aurelia Lyles, and that was our resident relationship expert, Mary Pendergreen. We want to thank you. We wish you a very happy and healthy new year, and we would like for you to have a wonderful day. Thanks again, and goodbye. This is our stop for now. So come back soon and hang out with Aurelia Lyles on the Coco Express. See where she goes next. Until then, keep it real. The world will change. Drexel University is designed to change with it. By combining academic rigor with a transformative cooperative education program, Drexel is preparing visionary leaders equipped to address the challenges of the future. Learn more at drexel.edu slash ambition can't wait. The world will change. Drexel University is designed to change with it. By combining academic rigor with a transformative cooperative education program, Drexel is preparing visionary leaders equipped to address the challenges of the future. Learn more at drexel.edu slash ambition can't wait. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus